Welcome to uh, Parks and Conversation. And this is a episode by episode rewatch and conversation around the classic program Parks and Recreation. Is it already, and, cl- it's already classic? Oh, I would say it's definitely classic. I mean, it it's, is, it's good, but what defines classic? Is it like 25 years old? No, I think what defines classic is if I like it. Gotcha. Because that's what it is for cars. 25 years. Is it? Mm-hmm. I thought it was just if like if dads liked it, oh, whatever age. <laughs> that's the, that's actually the checkbox at the DMV. Dad, right. Dad likes it. Classic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, what is this uh, podcast about? We are walking through uh, the, the episodes of Park and Recreation and ultimately trying to figure out, like, why do we like this show so much? And because uh, on on paper, uh, there's a lot of great things, but there's also a lot of weird things. Like, why would anybody want to watch a show about a parks department in a small town in Indiana? And the answer is because we have a heart. Dang it. <laughs> um, and so we, uh, my name is Jason and joined by Jeremy uh, all the way over there on the other side of town. Say hi, Jeremy. You already talked, but say hi, Jeremy. Hey, everybody. Right on. And today we are going to be looking at season one, episode three which is called The Reporter. And we talked a little bit last week about the media empire that is Pawnee, Indiana, and how this small town has so many different uh, reporters and TV programs. And they have their own lo- like channel that they'll do a 24-hour marathon on. They have all kinds of stuff happening in this small town, and I don't understand how they make it work. Uh, but today, uh, the the main arc of the show is that Leslie is trying to get uh, some interest and attention for her park project, and then things go awry. <laughs> That's not an official synopsis, but it uh, it's pretty it's close. Basically, the way the story goes. Um, I think you and, can apply that to most of the episodes, like right off the bat. Yes, yeah, that would be a pretty good assessment because. Leslie is a planner and she wants everything to go perfectly. And my dogs are barking. So that's, that's part of the plan. Yeah. It's part of the plan. There's probably an Amazon package and they are just mad at it. So, um, dogs are fun. Um, yeah. So Leslie is, you know, she's a perfect planner. She's got it all figured out, but you know, her desire for control in all of the elements of her life is usually the thing that gets her in trouble. Is that yeah. a fair assessment of Leslie Nope? Uh, very, very fair. Uh, one of the things I noticed on uh, on the watch is that the the cover art for the season one um, says to be very, very, very important. There's a little tagline at the bottom of the the artwork, and I think that's oh, just funny. That's yeah, that's her. Yeah, that's what she wants. She just wants to be important in everything. Yeah, well, everything she does is important. She sees the work of the government as the most valuable thing uh, that she could be doing, and everybody needs to be a part of it. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, all right. So this was originally, as this is one of the trivia things that we picked up last time, but this was originally supposed to be the uh, second episode, um, and they switched it around for whatever decisions they wanted, whatever they reason they came up with, they moved it. This is also one of the episodes. It's written by um, Greg Daniels and Michael Schur and uh, Gore. Oh, uh, man. Is it Daniel Gore? It is. 
Yes, Daniel Gore. Gore, and uh, and so part of the sure universe that we are wanting to examine over time. Um, this is his hands are all over this uh, this episode, and so oh, um, I mean, I, I mean, they're not literally all over it. Okay, but he is involved in a significant way, and so um, it starts out with a cold open. Now. I don't know if you remember when shows started doing cold opens. I don't. It seems like it used to, I don't know, maybe I'm just confused, but it seems like shows started with the credits. Yeah. They used to have long intro and parks and rec does have an intro sequence, but I was making the joke that the parks and rec intro is one of my favorite songs because it's an actual intro. It gets you ready for the show. And some shows just have a sound now, you know, or, or nothing. It's just, it's time and it just starts. The show just is happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so like this, this trend of cold opens, I'm for it. I really like it. I don't know when it started, but this cold open is great because it gives us a glimpse at Jerry. So Jerry is one of the coworkers in the parks department, Jerry Gergich. And this, they're doing a nature walk. Uh, and Jerry is competent. In all that he's doing. And this may be the only time in the whole <laughs> series where Jerry will be a competent government employee. I, I love Jerry's character so much. He's great. Uh, it, and he's so, uh, yeah, he's so unique and so like patient with all these people who are terrible to him. But uh, on the nature walk, he's talking about the different plants and, you know, he gives one to Leslie and Leslie starts eating it. <laughs> and and immediately um yeah, the, like the, has a reaction because it's country honeysuckle pawnee style and i think and i think style. i think the joke of the pawnee style is that yeah it's honeysuckle what could go wrong well it's from pawnee it will make your mouth turn numb right and uh and jerry's like i never told you to eat that <laughs> so yeah so here's leslie as you know overly zealous about everything and so she's on this nature nature walk with jerry and is like yeah, I'm going to eat this and it's going to be fantastic. And uh, it mouth swells up and then it goes right into the credits. Well, and, and the fact that even at the end of that, she says, but it had a, has a sweet aftertaste with a with a totally swollen mouth. And it's just, again, right. it's just her character. <laughs> Nothing yeah. totally positive. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she is. We, we're learning a lot more about Leslie every episode, more about her character, more about her personality. Um, and her eternal optimism. Um, and this episode is definitely going to challenge that optimism uh, as they deal with the press. So um, how would you uh, divide up the the show? Like, like there's different elements that are in, here. Um, if we wanted to follow different acts or however. Sure. Um, let's talk about the, the first act. What's going on in the first act, Jeremy? Yeah. So Leslie obviously is our main protagonist throughout the most of the series. And especially in these opening, um, few episodes, um, for this one, the main kind of storyline, the a line is, is she wants to get the news out. She wants to, she's called in the reporter. This is like her next action. I can kind of see why this would have been the second episode. Cause it's like, she just gets it approved and she's going to the press. So I, I don't know why they moved it, but it kind of makes sense now um, why it would have been the second one. But yeah, so her main motivation is getting um, getting the word out to the press. And uh, we see just how terribly wrong that goes. Um, 
Yeah. And then the, the underlying episode, the underlying, as we'll see soon, um, not episode, but storyline is Tom Haverford and his Scrabble game with Ron. And we'll see how that plays out here coming up. So just as we as we watch, what I what I think is kind of fun is as we hit these act um, or the, the beats of the episodes, we kind of can see how how the characters change by even episode by episode by following these small arcs, which I think is kind of fun um, because then you can watch them grow over not just the season, but the entire series as well. Right. Yeah. And we're so we're learning more about Tom. We're learning more about Ron. Um, yeah, it's, they do a really good job of building the office yeah. that they be the work group. Um, still, we don't know anything about Donna. No. And April is a bit of a mystery, but we're, we're you know, they're building them slowly. Whereas like in a, a show like Friends, like first episode, all six of those friends are on display. Yeah. And and so you re- really quickly were like, oh, I love Chandler or Monica is the best. Oh, she's so funny. Um, whatever. I don't know if anybody would ever say Monica is the best, but that's a different show. Um, <laughs> that's a different podcast. Uh, and so, um, yeah, so I really appreciate the way they're doing this. And um, yeah, it's it's good. So the one of the things that Leslie says about the press that I appreciated as she's trying to set up this um, is the. Press is a weapon. You can use it to kill people or feed people. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wow. All right. Um, So she's very like, she wants to be a political genius. Yeah. But everything she's doing is um, not super strong on the politics front. Um, There's another. What's that? I was just going to say, she really, she really doesn't know how to, I don't know, do politics, how to be a politician yet. Which was just right. fine because I think we were learning that true politicians are kind of the worst. And I think they call that out. And so she is because she's so like trying to go by every rule and do everything, she's kind of keeping her innocence, even to the point where she's super naive about the world and and how all of this works. So she's learning as she goes, which I think actually helps her in the end. Right. So I think what it is, like she wants to be a politician, but she is a bureaucrat. Right. right, And those are two different things. Explain. Well, a bureaucrat is a office worker who basically just moves the agenda of the politicians forward. Ah. Is essentially like she works in the Bureau of Parks. Mm-hmm. She does not give direction to parks. Ron does. But Ron has no interest in doing that. And so, and so when, uh, when she does try to give direction, it's just met with absolute pushback and and uh, indifference by almost everybody around her. So nothing right. nothing does get done because she has right. the power. Yes. Oh, so good. And so she wants that power and she believes she can get the power, but she doesn't know how to do it. But and and, and we want to believe that she would use that power for good. Right. I mean, that's the other thing we are rooting for her to become. I mean, I don't know. Right. We, well, we want her to become uh, a great parks director. Sure. You know, she wants to become president of the United <laughs> States of America. Stranger, as we learned last week. Stranger things have happened. That is absolutely true. The weirdest thing about this whole world that we are living in um, is that while this show was on the air, Donald Trump was also on the same network as a reality TV show host for The Apprentice. Mm-hmm. That was happening simultaneously yeah and 
if you asked me then who is more likely to be president, Leslie Nope, a fictional character, or Donald Trump, I would have said Leslie Nope. <laughs> and the whole world, we're in a bizarro universe right now. So. Well, and what's really weird, too, is that I, last time I watched Through the Office, which I know, different podcast, we will get there in a couple of years, but he he came up in a whole bunch of episodes. I should say a whole bunch, but several times he was mentioned. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Michael Scott uh, referred to Trump many times. Okay, we got it. We got to save this. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, okay. So uh, this is also another important first in this um, in this series. Is this is the first time they go to JJ's diner, which is where like the it's where the political movers and shakers are having the very important meetings over breakfast food. Right. All it the all the blue collar workers. Well, yeah, the blue collar workers, but all of the like Leslie believes like this is right. the, the power center outside right. of City Hall where you can meet with the press. You can meet with your colleagues. You can move your agenda forward and and have a delicious waffle. Absolutely. But when they cut away and they show the people who are actually in the diner, it's all like salt of the earth people. They're not the movers and shakers. No, it's the normals. It's the, it's the it's us. It's great. Yeah. And. We also begin to get a picture of Leslie here that will be consistent throughout because she loves waffles and she loves whipped cream. And that will be a consistent thread throughout the whole series. And yeah. so this is like a, an origin story for, for JJ's Diner, which is going to be a major plot uh, piece all throughout the series. And so I want to make sure you got that. That is why I, I know I'm going to keep saying stuff like this, but that's why I love these kinds of shows that are that are thought out because they'll go back and go, hey, what can we do with that thing? Right. You know, you know sure. And, and these guys and Gore and Daniels, you know, they don't they don't they create things, but then I think they're just open to being able to come back and using it and they really build this world. And so who would have thought at the beginning that JJ's Diner would be like anything? It's just a throwaway scene, right? It's just a place to meet uh, this reporter. But later on, it, it does. It becomes pretty important. So that's that's nuts. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's smart because it's like our lives. We go to the same restaurants all the time. Just Ye as people. Yeah. You know, like I love Strickers. It's a total hole in the wall. It would be the JJ Diner <laughs> of Linwood, Washington. Yeah. Uh, hole in the wall. I'm surprised it's open. And uh, but the food is good and I enjoy going there. Yeah. Um, and that's basically like if you find a place like that in your oh town, my gosh, you're going to go. And the movers of Shakers of Linwood actually eat there. I <laughs> Do they? No, I'm, se I'm serious. <laughs> yeah. Who? <laughs> I, 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 I was in there with a friend and I said, man, this place is pretty popular. There's a big group of people. Is that the Kiwanis or I don't even know what they do. But anyway, and he said, no, that's that's the mayor and the police chief. That's funny. Yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> wow uh yeah so um yeah i mean we all have those places in our town i had an omelet did, which one which omelet i think it was just a, like a denver oh, okay the uh my go-to omelet at any restaurant is whatever omelet has the most stuff in it because i'm paying for that omelet and i want as much stuff as possible so i usually get the kitchen sink uh, at and it's just got like I think they have all of the condiments like on a on a shelf, and they just pour it right into the pan. Like they just 
sweep it right off the, the shelf into the pan to cook up my omelet. Yeah, it's what's, so good. What's, what's left in the back of the grill? Let's just scrape this over here. I, I'm for it. Yeah. I'm totally for it. So, um, all right. So they go to there. They eat. They they meet. The, Leslie and the reporter meet. But then they she takes her back to the city hall to start working through the, the, the murals. Um, and Leslie tells us there's 10 murals in there on that hallway. And they're all terrible. And um, the reporter is Shauna Mulway Tweep, who will be yes. a recurring theater, uh, recurring character throughout the series um, as the newspaper reporter. Um, and uh, she asks, like, haven't people complained about this? And <laughs> Leslie just says, yes, all the time. People are always complaining about our terrible racist murals. We've received many, um, many letters. Yeah. So, um and then, so they go to the office, and uh, Leslie and Shauna encounter Ron, and Ron's first response is "no comments," uh, which is again <laughs> another insight into Ron, who is not going to engage with the the politics or the press and as 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 much as possible. He's going to avoid all of that. So, um, yeah. So they start to do the interview, and every question that Shauna asks Leslie turns off because she doesn't want to say the wrong thing on, on the record. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on real quick. This is where we learn about Tom and Ron Scrabble game. Right. Yeah. So, so basically Tom is playing Ron in in an online Scrabble that was very popular uh, back then. I didn't, I didn't play that. Uh, You have to have friends online to do that. But anyway, that's why Tom was playing with with Ron, but he was losing on purpose to make himself look good to Ron. And uh, he even right. it, he even lies like like he's like he lies to the camera, which I thought that was still it was great because he could have said oh he could have admitted it right there, but even then he was still holding the lie that he's losing. It's great. Yeah, um, yeah, he's playing like two letter words. Yeah, and you look down at the letters that he has, <laughs> yeah. like he could make some really great words. I think it already formed the a word. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was like right there. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it, Tom is, he's a, a schmoozer. He's trying to suck up. Yeah. Um, and so through this game, we see that picture of, of Tom in all of this and Ron, it just comes in and makes fun of him, which is super funny, <laughs> yeah. especially uh, later. So anyway, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the reporter is asking questions in the conference room. In the conference room, we have uh, Leslie, Shauna Malway Tweep, and and Andy have come to be a part of this. And I believe April is in the conference room as well. Um, yes. Yeah, she is. Because April has some great reactions to Andy's story about what happened. And, uh, and so... Leslie asks, or Shauna asks her, like, so how did this happen? And Andy says, well, I was coming home uh, and I was super drunk and I wanted a toaster at the bottom of the pit. (laughs) Uh, And that's where Anne says, I didn't know you were drunk. And so that creates a tension in their relationship right there. Right. Leslie starts sweating profusely and leaves. And is one of my favorite things (laughs) from this episode, she's trying to... uh, dry out her armpits from her sweat. And so she has two manila folders and she's flapping them underneath, forgetting that every wall in their office is a window. And so they can all see her doing what she's doing. And the camera pans to her real quick doing that. And then she stops and 
opens the empty folder <laughs> to pretend that she's she's working. So, um, yeah, that, that's just one of the super fun moments. Like that, that was smart. Yeah, no line. Yeah, and the same thing. Right before that, they had set up the whole. She had uh, turned off the recorder several times on Shauna in the previous scene, and then as soon as Andy and these are like nothing, like just nothing questions that she's trying to you know figure out and control and then andy drops this bombshell and shana malway tweet like she reaches out without even looking and pulls the tape recorder back as leslie reaches for it it's like nope not this time it's it's so no no line nothing it's like nope got it yeah so um yeah so there's all kinds of little subtle things like that that when you watch it again and again like you see like shana's not dumb no she's She's a good reporter and she knows what she's doing with Leslie in particular. Right. Like, and you know, like it's all on the record. It's all fine. Like she's going to do, she's going to get the story as best she can, which leads Leslie to being even more panicked. And so she turns to Mark, 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 to try to uh, see if he can salvage the situation. And his solution is to ultimately just try, just, go out with uh, Shauna and hook up with her. And uh, he believes he has solved it because he's trying to help. Um, but again, Mark is the worst. He is the worst. And so. Andy's bombshell, I would say is the first, if we're following kind of the arc is that um, this is the first kind of obstacle. Now the real obstacle that is in Leslie's way of getting the story, the story that she wants out. She's now lost control. And yeah, she calls in Mark, like some terrible Batman to solve her problems. Right. Yeah. Um, and so cuts to the next day, Mark drops Shauna off at the pit for, to continue coverage. Um, and Leslie doesn't really understand for a while. <laughs> why mark is bringing her like the, do you live next to mark no not at all <laughs> she doesn't get it um and then through the different things that she says like didn't sleep at all last night and how tired she was then leslie realizes like oh mark is the worst and so she then gets mad at shauna for uh for her decision to sick mark on her <laughs> right which is like Leslie does not often think through her own, uh, the consequences of her actions. No. And I mean, she thinks everybody is, is as upstanding as she wants to be. Exactly. Right. So she's called, she's called a a meeting, you know, you know, a, a, a town hall meeting, you know, she's called a reporter and she hasn't thought any of these things through and it just keeps biting her. And we wonder when will she learn? I, well, seven seasons I, later, uh-huh. <laughs> we'll see. Well, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So she turns all of her hostility towards Shauna, and then it cuts again to our B plot, which is uh, the 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 Scrabble game. And yes. Tom comes into his office and sees April playing against Ron with Tom's game and winning. <laughs> Lexicon. <laughs> you dropped a Z in there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the 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 whole charade is up for Tom's Tom's game. Yeah. And now he's nervous. He's like, I'm trying to like win favor with Ron, and now he's going to know that I was 
losing to him on purpose. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's just another drop in of the B the B plot. Leslie comes and confronts Mark. Well, and his, and real yeah, quick, we get a little insight into even um, uh, April's character because so far she's just had one line words, and now she's done this thing without any lines, and um, it shows that April's actually a really smart kid. You know, she's, she's, she is, I mean, those are, those are pretty good words that she threw out there and, uh, you know, she kind of betrays her complete apathetic, you know, attitude, which I, I just think is great. And so we see that kind of build on later and later. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you never played words with friends? No, I only had words. <laughs> uh, did you? Yeah, I did. I uh, played with a lot of people. Oh, and, well, easy, easy guy with friends. Yeah. You know, I don't want to brag, but uh, I had a lot of friends and I would play with people who, if I was taking too long to come back to the game, they would start another game with you or someone else with me because oh. you play with multiple people. So I'm playing like I'm playing Don like three games because I took too long to come back to my turn. So he just started another one. Yeah, because he wanted, um, he wanted more letters. He wanted to, to play something. Yeah. And it's like, dude. I've got a job, man. Uh, well, I don't know what you're doing that you have all this time to play words with friends, but I got stuff to do. And uh, yeah, but then I found out I was losing to somebody who I respect very much. And I don't want to name names, but their name rhymes with um, starts with M. <laughs> and uh, it was my mom. Uh, and I was like, man, she is crushing me. And then I picked up her phone one time when I was at her house and she had an app on her phone called word with friends cheats <laughs> just right there <laughs> right on the, I was like are you kidding me how what are you doing you're cheating when we play it's like yeah i want to win <laughs> <laughs> well that's that is honestly what i never got about that game it's like it, it's i think it's really hard to cheat and scrabble like the old school way to cheat and scrabble is you just make up words and you lawyerly convince some like that no that's a word no i'm gonna look it up because you don't want to be that guy to look it up in the dictionary so you're proving like oh i know that word no you don't you're an idiot you know and then you have to prove and then uh, it's just a whole thing but online everyone can just look it up and cheat like what's the point I think maybe that's why yeah. I never played. That's the why. That's why I never played it. It wasn't that you didn't have any friends. <sighs> yeah, that, that it was that you were trying to protect your integrity. Exactly, just like right. Leslie. Just like Leslie. Speaking of Leslie, yeah. Oh yeah. She uh, <laughs> she comes and confronts Mark, and Mark is basically telling her like she's being a dork, and she's like, "Well, I can't have this kind of uh, unethical behavior on my committee," and so Mark says, "I quit." And, uh, and that's just, Leslie doesn't know how to handle that. <laughs> no, and you that, can't quit the most important thing in town. <laughs> right. According to Leslie. Yeah. And that ends, and that ends pretty much act two right there. This is kind of her lowest of low. Now she has to decide what to do to fix the, the problem of this whole, this whole reporter mess. So she calls Shauna Malway tweet and they meet at... Yeah. Did they go back to JJ's? They go. Yeah. They go back to JJ's. Man. Oh, JJ's. I had a really big breakfast already today and I'm already thinking about having breakfast again. <laughs> Second breakfast. All this talk about JJ's. Yeah. Yeah. That or watching The Hobbit. I could do, I could go either way. Um, yeah. So she's asks, uh, 
Shauna is saying like, well, you have a lot more confidence in this park than your own team members do. And so she starts reading back quotes. Uh, this park will essentially all of them say this park will never happen ever. And one of the quotes uh, so is Leslie just, asked, no, that was my favorite one. <laughs> right. You might as well write an article about the sun. She's like, how would you even do that? Uh, this one just says no. <laughs> 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 yes that's so good um and, <laughs> and so she asks, like who can i may I ask who said all those things and this is where shauna says this was mark yeah um so then another confrontation with mark did you say all these things to shauna and he said i thought those were off the record and she said did you say they're off the record <laughs> do you have to say they're off the record <laughs> she, she's a reporter to the end, you know, you got to give it to her. She right. She's always on the clock. Which, as you learn more about Shauna throughout the show, she has um, a a very lonely life. Yeah, and I wonder if part of it is just because, like, there are no secrets with Shauna. Right. She's a reporter, and uh, and so I, 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 it's one of those interesting little tidbits of her character that uh, when she starts finally working on herself and learning more about how, uh, how to carry herself in the world. Um, yeah. It's, it's just it's so brilliant. There's so many good characters. Yeah. And so, yeah, so Sean is just one more. Um, and uh, again, my note after this whole thing is Mark is the worst. <laughs> I have something very, very similar. Uh, yeah. Only, the only way Mark knows how is what I have written down. Um, I, but going back to that conversation real quick with Leslie, I think it worked. She decides to call Shauna, but it wasn't to spin things or control things. She just comes out with the truth, why it means so much to her to get the park done. And that's when Shauna leans in and asks her real questions. Like, when do you think it'll get done? And that's when all those quotes come up. But Leslie, much like we'll see kind of in the office when, when these people stop, putting on these airs of what they think they should be doing or how they should be acting and just are truthful, then they get to the heart of who they are. And I don't know, they, they end up doing the right, they end up doing the good thing. That That's where this, a lot of the solutions come from. And yeah. So, and then she just starts batting away all of those comments one by one until it does get to Mark. And that's when she, yeah, that's when she confronts Mark who is the worst. Yeah. Oh, Mark, the, worst yeah <laughs> i am just i'm just so glad and i'm you know spoilers this show's been on for a long time i'm just so glad he's not on the show forever yeah like he's awful and I, yeah i think the actor was good i think the character was really kind of terrible and he i don't know I, I i liked him he was a little dry um but they could have done something with him like they they redeem a lot of characters throughout this series so yeah, but I, I hear you what you're saying. I mean, even in this scene here, so um, you're better at painting these pictures, but basically, you know, she, they confront Anne comes in um, with Shauna and, and she says, you got to come on, you got to help us out. And um, Mark and Shauna says to Mark, like, well, because, you know, we romantically together, I could probably do something. So she does waver a little bit. And right there, Mark right. has the out. He has the out. He could solve right. it all right there, but instead he's selfish and says, well, are we though? <laughs> you know, Are we romantic? <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't want to commit to a relationship. 
at all, even to a report. Like he's just, I just, I I don't like this character. Um, Yeah, he's the worst. And I also don't, one of the things as I watched this show and this episode, one of the things that frustrated me was um, pitting uh, Leslie against Shauna. And, you know, I'm not a feminist, but there's so many, like, I think, you know, strong women are not something to be feared. Um, but there are so many times in pop culture and in TV shows where two women are competing or have tension around one man. Mm. And and so that's a trope that is just annoying yeah. to watch again and again. And so this is one of those times where, like, they are doing this uh, to Leslie. And it's not, I don't know, it's not a great way to to build up Leslie. Uh, to have her constantly going back to this terrible person, yeah, wanting his approval. Um, so yeah, but I'm going to take off my feminist studies hat now and put back on my I like to watch TV hat. So <laughs> feminist uh, studies, <laughs> you're you're mark that one <laughs> as a as a what you're marking for what because because just oh for the show for the show yeah for later yeah yeah okay yeah. Yeah, so feminism and feminist studies are a big part of this show. Um, Leslie is I mean, a very strong feminist. And that's part of though. maybe that's that's one of the reasons. Yeah, stick around. Uh, it's one of the reasons why um, I like this show yeah. and why I don't really like Leslie's behavior in this episode. Yeah. Because I know she's stronger than this. Right. And so it just bothers me. So, um, yeah. So then we get back to the, the B plot. Ron confronts Tom and Ron, Tom lies trying to pretend to be dumb still. And then finally comes out and says, look, April was playing the game. And uh, yeah, so sorry, man. Are we cool? We're cool. And Ron says uh, uh, he likes Tom because he doesn't do his job. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> He's a perfect government employee. <laughs> He's exactly what I'm looking for. Right. So um, yeah. And then the show, the episode ends with the, the article comes out and everybody's reading it throughout the office. And I found on IMDb the a paragraph that was able to be captured from the, um, the show. Awesome. Uh, so I'm going to read it. It says this Nopes then excused herself and threw up into the, into this reporter's purse. Afterwards, she insisted that she remains optimistic about the prospects for the new park. Um, and earlier in the show, she was acting. She said she was acting weird because she got food poisoning. Um, and so <laughs> such this a just kind of ties in. <laughs> that was such a good joke too. Cause it was, yeah. it was, uh, I ate a bad burrito. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she, and she says, she says, I ate it. I ate a bad burrito. Um, and then she says, suggests it's like, well, where do you want to meet? She goes, well, and Shauna says probably on a Mexican restaurant. And she says, why? Uh, because of the burritos, because it wasn't a Mexican burrito. <laughs> and even Leslie just cringes at it. She's like, oh, what, what does that even mean? It wasn't a Mexican burrito. <laughs> like, what other kind of burritos are there? That's funny. No, seriously, uh, what other kind of burritos are there? Uh, breakfast burritos. I don't think breakfast is tied to any particular uh, nationality. Okay. Um, if you go to, remember World Wraps? Yes. They had a teriyaki burrito. So I am for it. I'm very, I was very for it. And they're, they're closed now. Oh. They don't exist. <laughs> Not enough people were on board with the, the, the combination of Mexican in, uh, inspired 
delivery systems for teriyaki, I guess. Somebody needs so. to stand up and do something about that. Well, let's, well I, let's form a I would like to open. I would love to do that. I would love to start a business. I've, I, I may have shared this with you before, um, but I think uh, everything is good when it's wrapped in a tortilla. And so the store, the business would just be called everything on a tortilla. So whatever you want, we'll wrap it and you can take it and go. So I can't believe you just gave that to the internet. You know what? I don't have enough time to start all these businesses. The other idea that me and my friend Darren had was to create a a restaurant that's like, yeah, we'll make that. And it's just right next to a Safeway. And so people come in like, hey, can I have this? And we're like, yeah, we'll make that. And we just go get the stuff at Safeway and make it. So that's genius. Could you bring your own food too? And just be like, man, I bought all this stuff. I don't want to make it. (laughs) That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Just to have like, I, I, you be my chef. Uh huh. I'll be, I'll bring the ingredients, figure it out. Or as Tom might say later in this series, shut up and do more food for me. <laughs> very close. Very close. Yes. So close. Yes. So close. Did you see the headlines on the newspaper too, when you were perusing? No. The- what did the headline say? <laughs> I got to find it. One of them was, sorry, I'm far away from the mark. Uh, uh, Mike, hold on. You have to edit this out. Hold on just a sec. Sorry. We'll see. No. How dare you? We will see. No, then I'll just wait even longer. I have no problem with that. This gives people time to like breathe as the podcast is being recorded or they're listening to it. Maybe they're like transitioning from inside the car to outside the car and they like don't want to miss anything. Um, Maybe now they're looking for their, their keys in their, in their purse or their bag. And they're like, I don't know, man, how do I get into the house? I can't, uh, which key is it? Is it the big key or is it the little key? Why is it so dark in my front yard? Uh, by my front door and they're just like oh no what is gonna happen and then they start to think is somebody behind me and then you say concentrate (laughs) (laughs) i I have two pages of notes and i cannot find it and i'm not gonna give up i just i don't care i don't care because that's you You want me to keep telling the story you know what why not i might take the headphones off for a while they think like, wow, man, I don't know if somebody is behind me. So they start to get more panicked. And so then finally they're able to open the door and then like, oh man, I have to go to the bathroom so bad. Why was traffic so long? And so they go to the bathroom and all the while their AirPods are just, uh, you know, they're just continuing to play through the show because the beautiful thing about the Apple AirPods is how easy it is to use them without, uh, you know, the, the, the hassle of the cable that keeps you from, uh, you know, real freedom. And so this episode got the freedom. brought to you by Apple AirPods. <laughs> Did you find what you were looking for? Not at all, because I'm listening to you, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, oh, yeah. Oh, I just found it. There it is. Boom. Uh, but, but the, the top headline on the on the Pawnee Journal, which Leslie calls Our Town's Washington Post, um, the top headline is Spring Arrives. Most, resi- <laughs> most residents, in quotes, welcome new season. <laughs> Most, so, most, some people are against it. So is most in quotes or is residents in no, quotes? Most. Okay. Most <laughs> residents. Um, and then off to the side is the headline, Wana Iguana, abandoned lizard found, not native to Pawnee. Which I just, just I love little things like that throughout the series because it's their ch- chance just to write ridiculous stuff because it's on the screen for like half a second. So as we go through the series, I'm I'm definitely going to try to search online and as I re- re- rewatch, try to find really small things like that that are a lot of fun. Yeah, well, when you make a set, you have to like all of those pieces, like even now in the age of the Internet, they have to be 
passable as real. Yeah. So you can't just throw in lorem ipsum and trailer text. <laughs> right. Like you actually, people will pause and say, what does that paper say? And yet, and what's so great about that is it's still a way to insert a joke. You know, like we, we found it and it's fun. So that's, right. I think that's another reason why, you know, I, I like, I like the shows like this is because they do think about the audience and, you know, we're not complete idiots, you know, we're watching, we're paying attention. And so, and, and even if you don't catch it the first time, that's what makes shows like this. So rewatchable, which is, which is why I'm glad, you know, we stuck around after the first couple episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is, uh, this third episode, like they do a lot in this, you know, 21 minutes of programming. And uh, as as you can see, we've already gone twice as long as the actual show is. A good eight minutes of that was talking about coming out of your car into your house uh, from your commute home. But regardless, um, you know, there's a lot to talk about in every episode it's true. of Parks and Rec. Yeah. And so it is just infinitely rewatchable. So, all right. Well, uh, I do think we have blathered long enough for this episode. So okay. why don't we uh, let everybody like, Say hi to their kids, feed their dog. Um, Get out of the and, car. Uh, you, well, they're already out of the car. They oh, went to the bathroom. I missed done all, that I, stuff. I got to go back and listen to this. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to edit it out because it, I think it's hilarious. All and right. so, uh, yeah, so they are, you know, they're at the point now where they're thinking through like, oh, do I need to make dinner or should I just order something? Um, and, you know, we're not sponsored as a podcast. Mm-mm. If we were, this could be one of those times where we say, you know, this is a great time to make a HelloFresh meal for you and your family. Um, or, you know, just have a bag of chips and call that dinner. Throw in a Pop-Tart. I don't care what you eat. It's your house. It's your life. So, um, or, yeah. So or, that- <laughs> or, or take your food over to We'll Make It and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. See, and just see what happens. Uh, bring your ingredients and uh, let let the chefs at, yeah, we'll make that. Um, Surprise and delight you again and again. So sounds good. That was nonsense. All right. Well, hey, okay. I'll uh, I'll uh, talk to you later. And uh, yeah, keep enjoying the uh, the Parks and Rec, man. You too. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. 